Welcome to Health with Hashimoto's, a podcast for you if you are diagnosed with Hashimoto's, wondering if you might have thyroid problems, or you're at risk for this autoimmune issue because of genetics. Exhausted and overwhelmed, you long to feel like yourself again, but you don't know where to start. Welcome to the Exhausted Mom's Path to Whole Health. Hi, I'm Esther. I am a registered nurse, and after 17 years in emergency departments around the country, I grew fed up by the system that only looks at symptoms and slaps short-term band-aids on problems instead of helping people truly discover how to reclaim their health. I went back to school for holistic health, and I am here to help you discover your next step on your journey to whole health. Whole health is made up of body, mind, spirit, diet, and environment. Changes can be made in any of these areas to help you create better health. Each episode of this podcast will provide simple and true tips so that you could take action immediately. Let's dive in to today's topic. Everyone has their own tipping point in figuring out what is going on with me. Why am I not feeling how I used to feel five years ago, 10 years ago, whatever it is. For a lot of women or people in general, it's their weight We know from so many studies and research and just talking to women and men that people with Hashimoto's have excess body weight, they have metabolic disorders, and they have a reduced quality of life. And those three things come specifically from one research study that I read in preparation for today's episode, but it also comes from so many different sources. People with Hashimoto's or thyroid problems in general have a problem with their weight. Now, people with hypothyroid, low thyroid, they typically have too much weight. They have, they tend into obesity and just have, they're just overweight. People with hyperthyroid tend to be underweight. They just eat and eat. They can't keep weight on. So what is it about your thyroid that impacts your metabolism? Great question, and that's what we're gonna talk about today. We're gonna talk about metabolism, your thyroid, and Hashimoto's, and then answering the question, how can I lose weight? Everything I tell you today, you're gonna realize that your thyroid is intricately connected to your metabolic and your metabolism overall. So if you've downloaded my Hashimoto's 101 guide, you know what the different parts of the thyroid and the hormones do. If you have not downloaded that, it's a free PDF. I tried to make it super accessible so that everybody can read it and understand what's going on with their body. Head over to healthwithhashimoto's.com and you'll see it in the resources section. I talk about thyroid, the active form of thyroid, your T3, as kind of like the spark plug to let the cell work, to do what it's supposed to do. So when you think of the spark plug activating the cell, think of metabolism. Your thyroid hormone regulates your metabolic processes, including your overall metabolism, which we call in medicine your basal metabolic rate. Your thyroid hormone status correlates with both body weight and your energy levels. Your thyroid hormone is communicating with every single cell in your body. Your thyroid releases T4, that's the inactive form of thyroid, that is converted to T3, the active form, which your bodies use as a spark plug to start working. And that spark plug works on the mitochondria, which are the energy production parts of your cell. Everything is so linked together, but 
Overall, we know that your thyroid is important for your metabolism. In episode five, I talked about medications for your thyroid. Now, of course, always consult with your doctor, with your healthcare provider to figure out the right path for you. In episode four, I talked about natural things you can do for your thyroid. In episode five, we talked about medications. Work with your healthcare provider to figure out what is going to work for you. In episode five, I also talked about the bad reputation that T3 supplementation has received or T3 pharmaceutical medication, T3 was used off-label as a weight loss solution. So people were taking T3, the active form of thyroid, and they were losing weight. But these people did not have problems with their thyroid. They just wanted to lose weight. And I really want you to know that you can't just do one thing in a vacuum. You are a whole person. Everything is connected to everything. Body, mind, spirit, diet, environment. And then within each of those things, like within your physical body, you can't do anything in a vacuum. You can't just take the active form of T3 and think that it's going to affect your weight and nothing else because that's not how it works. So these people took T3, the active form of thyroid, and yes, they lost weight, but they had a lot of other problems that were caused by this, enough problems that T3 then got this reputation of being unsafe. It was unsafe because in how they used it. It was not unsafe because you don't need it. No, in fact, every single person needs T3. Your body naturally converts T4 to T3 on its own as you need it. T3 is a good thing and T3 impacts your metabolism. If you go into your doctor or your healthcare practitioner and you ask to get your thyroid checked, they will check your TSH. TSH regulation also impacts your leptin levels. Now, if you've never heard of leptin, that's okay. Leptin is responsible for you feeling full, you feeling satiated. TSH also impacts your appetite regulation. So, yep, it's controlling your leptin levels, but it also impacts just your appetite overall. TSH also impacts your circadian rhythm. Now, your circadian rhythm is your sleep. When you fall, when you get tired, when you fall asleep, how long you stay asleep, when you wake up, that's your circadian rhythm, right? The thing is, your circadian rhythm is also tied to your leptin levels. In addition to your leptin levels, like I said, that's the feeling full, your circadian rhythm or your sleep is tied to your ghrelin levels, which is how hungry you get. So can you see how this kind of goes in a circle? Your TSH impacts your leptin. It also impacts your circadian rhythm. When your circadian rhythm is screwed up and you're not getting enough sleep, then that impacts your ghrelin and your leptin, how full you feel, how hungry you are, it's really important that we have everything working well in our bodies. But if it's not working well, then what? What can you do? Normalizing your T4 just by taking medication to get your T4 up, that does not necessarily lead to fat loss, even though people lose weight. But generally, that is shown as water weight and they get hungrier because now their metabolism is going a little better, so they're eating more, and so 
typically in the studies that I read in preparation for this podcast episode, uh, people had the same amount of fat. They just lost a little water weight. Now, T3 does help with fat loss, but the studies found that it was not significant fat loss. So just having medications on board is not going to help you lose weight. If your goal is to lose weight, and that is why you want the medications, I have bad news. That's not going to be a magic bullet. There is no magic bullet. You have to view yourself as a whole person. I am going to give you five tips for losing weight even if you have hypothyroid or Hashimoto's, don't worry, there are things you can do. But you can't just take something. You have to look at it from the whole person perspective. You have to look at the whole picture. You have to incorporate all parts of you. So one of the first things that people often want to try is just eating less. They think that, oh, I can do intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting has been very popular over the last couple of years. I'm sure that if you haven't tried it yourself, a close friend has tried intermittent fasting and it works really well for some people in regulating their blood sugar and in regulating their weight. In people who have Hashimoto's, this can backfire. So if you remember in episode 10, I was talking to you about your blood sugar regulation and how that impacts your thyroid health and your overall wellness. Well, when you have low blood sugar, it is a stressor on your body and it is a stressor that seems to impact people with Hashimoto's a little bit more than others. Intermittent fasting is based around the premise that you're going to go for lengths of time, long lengths of time without eating. In that long length of time, you're probably going to have low blood sugar. Make sure that if you try intermittent fasting, you really keep a log of how this is making you feel, what it's doing inside your body, everything that you can think of, because for a lot of people, you can't stress your body out that way by dropping your blood sugar and expect to get healthier. Some people can do it and some people can't. Always listen to your own body. You are the CEO of your own health. You have to look at all of the data. You have to look at the whole picture to figure out what's working for you. So don't think that you have to do intermittent fasting. There are other ways. So with that being said, let's dive into the five tips I have for you. Number one, you're going to look at your diet. Yes, calories restriction can be part of it, but also reducing sugar, taking it out. I talked to you in one episode about the four foods you might want to avoid if you have thyroid problems or if you have an autoimmune disease, and sugar is a big one. Sugar increases your inflammation. It increases a lot of bad things in your body. You just don't need it. It's part of our culture. We like it. It's addicting. I understand that if you can reduce sugar, you're going to do better for losing weight and getting healthier overall. The other thing with your diet that you can do is increase your vegetable intake. Increase your greens. If you increase your greens, especially at the beginning of your meal, you're going to eat less other junk. Just because it puts you in that frame of mind, you're going to eat healthier. But also, eating your greens at the beginning of the meal helps your body process the rest of your food better. And increasing your greens at the beginning of the meal means that you're going to feel full sooner, so you're not going to eat as much. There's a lot of benefits for eating greens 
in general, and especially at the beginning of your meal. So tip number one, look at your diet, reduce your sugar as much as possible and increase your veggies. Number two, stress. Stress is a huge topic on this podcast because it impacts every single part of you, especially your autoimmune status. Stress impacts your immune system. Stress impacts your digestive system. Stress impacts your nutrient absorption from your diet. Stress impacts everything. So go ahead right now, put one hand on your chest and one hand on your belly and take a deep breath. Which one went up? Was it your chest or was it your belly? If you've been listening to the rest of these podcast episodes, you know that diaphragmatic breathing, breathing from your belly, improves your stress. When you're breathing from your chest, you're sending a feedback loop to the every cell in your body saying, huh, we're under stress. Let's increase our stress. So breathe from your belly, diaphragmatic breaths. If you can take some diaphragmatic breaths before every single meal and before bed, doing that before your meals is going to help your body process the food better. You're going to have better digestive process just from breathing. Really, it's crazy. And then breathing diaphragmatically before sleep, before bed will help you fall asleep faster and sleep better. I have more tips for you about reducing your stress in episodes both seven and eight. Tip number three, address your sleep. If you're trying to lose weight, you definitely want to look at your sleep. People who are short on sleep eat almost 400 more calories each day than people who are fully rested. So why do people eat more when they're tired? Well, we already talked about the physiological processes with your appetite and feeling hungrier and not feeling full. But also when you are tired, you're looking for energy. And when you're looking for energy, one of the places that you get your energy is from food. So people go to food, especially sugary foods, for a quick energy fix. So make sure that you're focusing on sleep. It is a priority if you want to get to a healthy weight. You can sign up for my free five-day jumpstart to refreshing sleep and rest if you need some more help with sleep. I also have a podcast episode about sleep and about sleep as a trigger for autoimmune conditions. I have that coming up. So tip number one, we talked about diet. The second thing you can do, work on stress. The third thing, sleep. I have two more for you. Number four, regular moderate exercise. Now I'm not saying just regular exercise because strenuous exercise is a physical stressor. And we've already talked about stress on this episode and others. If you increase your stress, it can worsen your immune function moderate exercise is key. And you want mo regular moderate exercise. Make sure that you're getting out every day for a walk. Set a step count goal for the day and then work hard to get that. Whenever you can throughout the day, get up and get moving and that will help your metabolism. Thyroid impacts your metabolism directly, but there are other things that impact your metabolism as well. Things like your muscle mass. So when you're exercising, make sure that you're also working on your strength. Make sure that you're working on your core and working with weights or resistance so that you can build up your muscles because those will impact your metabolism as well. You are not a victim to anything. You get to see what's going on in your body and then work with it. Everything is an opportunity for you to adjust course. 
You're not a victim to your thyroid. You're not a victim to an autoimmune condition. You get to see, yep, that's a thing going on. And now here's how I get to adjust course based on what I know. So regular, moderate exercise, including strength work. And then number five, make sure that you're activating your body appropriately, not exercise, but activating your pathways within your body. I've talked about the NRF2 pathway and the NRF1 pathway. Now those are pathways in your body that NRF2 produces your own antioxidants. It reduces oxidative stress. Oxidative stress is like pollution within our bodies and it attacks each cell. So we want to reduce that. NRF1 works on healthy mitochondria. It supports your mitochondria. However, you can't just support the mitochondria without also supporting oxidative stress. If you just do NRF1, that cellular metabolism, you, you're going to increase that pollution within your cells because the mitochondria are working harder. And then that pollution, of course, causes problems. So you want to make sure that you're activating both of those pathways together so that you don't do one thing to improve yourself and then at the expense of another. I already talked about how you can't do anything in a vacuum. The company that makes the NRF2 activator and the NRF1 activator that I use also makes a product called Fat Burn. They put all three of these together in what's called a metabolism essentials stack so you can save money. So the fat burn product helps you maintain healthy metabolism levels, and it also supports healthy blood glucose levels. So those are things that are crucial when you're looking at, you know, your overall weight. And of course, your weight does not define your health. In our culture, we grew up with that image, with that message all the time that your weight was your health. Well, it's not true. You are you no matter what you look like in the mirror, no matter what you feel like, you are you. And you can be healthy at a smaller weight, you can be healthy at a larger weight. However, when you have a lot of belly fat or when your BMI increases, we know that that increases a lot of your health risks. So don't lose weight just because you want to look better because when you look better, then you'll be magically healthier. No, you work on your health and one aspect of health is your weight. And when you work on your weight, you get, you've got to look at metabolism. So to recap everything that I have talked about, your thyroid hormone regulates your metabolic processes, including your overall metabolism. There are things that you can do to help yourself with that, including work on your diet, like decreasing sugar and increasing veggies, decreasing your stress levels, working on better sleep, including regular moderate exercise in your daily activities, and then also activating your own pathways so that you can increase the health of your mitochondria, which are the spark plugs to help your cells work better. And they run your, they run everything, including your metabolism. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Please be sure to discuss any concerns and plans with your trusted healthcare professional.